0: Welcome to Truth Talk. This your host Larry Bryant, and the truth is out there. You know, if you're willing to look for it, uh, you can find it. But you do have to seek it sometimes. Um, sometimes the truth's right in front of us, but we don't uh, we don't see it because we got blinders on. So we we need to uh, learn some things about ourselves so we can remove some of those. Uh, we'll say blinders that uh, that we put on ourselves, and and be able to recognize the truth for for what it is—the truth. And we're uh, sort of continuing on with our thought from uh, from last time, um, where we're talking about um, basically uh, our our identity. You know, um, who who are we exactly? and do we understand who we are and and what we are and um our position in life that that christ has placed us in and um you know i, I believe that in in general you know most of the church world we're living way far beneath all the blessings that uh, that jesus has in store for us now i'm including myself in that and i think that as as a, a body as a whole you know and with the, the world in the um in the shape that it's in uh, and all the the chaos going on uh, it's time for the the church world to step up and um um, you know, take on its rightful role and do the things that uh, it needs to do. But for the church to do that, remember, we need to do that because we are the church. And so uh, we'll we'll take up in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. We, we read over uh, chapter 1 uh, last time, and uh, chapter 2 starts out uh, with a great thought. It says, and you... He made alive uh, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now think about that. And you, He made alive. You know, He, uh, I think the, uh, maybe the the King James says, and He he quickened you. You know, quicken um, means the live part, to be made alive. And, um, you know, we once were dead. You know, if you're not a Christian, you're really dead. Um, you're dead to the, to the real things. You're dead to that uh, spiritual reality. Um, you know, God wants us walking in life, uh, walking in fullness. But, um, you know, to, to be in, in sin... You know to be uh uh without salvation we're, we're sort of like those zombies you know the walking dead you know we're just we're walking around we think we are alive um we sometimes act like we're alive but but we're just full of death we're full of death we can't help it because that was our inheritance uh from from adam you know um He sinned, and so uh, uh, the pronouncement of uh, uh, the punishment for that is death, and so that death penalty is passed down through all the generations. So in our physical body, we are dead, um, but when we become a Christian, we become alive. He made (laughs) you who he made alive. We are alive, and, and, you know, we'll never die. Yeah, well, wait a minute. You'll say, wait, you know, I know old uh, Aunt so-and-so that uh, was a a holy person, and and she died. Well, her physical body, you know, ceased to exist, but she didn't die. (laughs) She just transitioned. She moved on. You know, it says, uh... Um, you know, to be, uh, you know, gone from the body, we're in, we're in the presence of the Lord. And so, um, you know, it, we're really made alive. We're more alive uh, now, and we'll be more alive then than what we're even alive now. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's eternal life. And, you know, it, if we jump on down to uh, verse 4, verse <clears> 4, <throat> Uh, here in Ephesians, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, uh, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. By grace, you've been saved and raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the exceeding ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, but God, you know, he made us alive, and it's we wouldn't be alive if it if it wasn't, but for God, you know, through God's grace, through God's mercy, you know, he he's. Uh, He's done these, this marvelous thing to us, for us, and it's continued. It continues. Um, you know, God has, when we're saved, you know, God has revealed himself to us. And when God reveals himself to us, and, and he keeps revealing himself to us, you know, each and every day that we're, we're a Christian, and, you know, he— he doesn't want us to miss anything that's in him for us there's a lot of things that is within Christ that is made for us but we have to realize that and we have to receive that just like we have to you know, come alive to our salvation recognize God for who he is or our Savior and walk in that in faith we also have to come alive to to other things that god is revealing uh, of himself to us and um you know when god reveals a part of himself to us he wants us to to build upon that um that firm foundation of truth you know <laughs> Uh, I think in other parts of the Bible, it talks about uh, Christ being that firm foundation, that solid rock, and in another part of the scripture, it talks about, uh, you know, the wise man and the foolish man, Uh, the wise man built upon uh, that firm foundation, built upon the rock, but the foolish man, uh, you know, he built upon that uh, shifting sand, (laughs) And so uh, when, when the uh, you know, difficulties of life, we'll say, came up, you know, when the storms start to, to pound. Now notice, the, the storm hit both people. <laughs> it hit the wise builder and the foolish builder. Storms are going to come against each and every one of us. What the difference is, if you're on that firm foundation, you're not going to be moved. Yeah, you're still going to have to weather the storm. You're going to have to go through that storm. You know, the winds may rage, the, the, you know, that uh, the wind can uh, tear branches off and, you know, throw against your house and stuff. But but you're still there, you know, because you're built on that firm foundation. You're not moved. <laughs> you're not moved by by the storm. You're not moved by all those things that are coming against you. But what happens if you don't if you don't have that firm foundation? When that storm of life comes up against you, when the wind and the rain and, you know, the, the limbs start blowing um, and hitting the house and whatever else, you know, that, that since you don't have that firm foundation, uh, you're on that sinking sand, then, you know, it starts to shift. It starts to move. It starts to break apart. You know, is your, is your life breaking apart? well are you on that firm foundation now i'm convinced if you know no matter what comes against you if you'll hold tight to that firm foundation then you'll be secure you can come through it you can weather the storm doesn't mean there's doesn't mean there's not going to be a storm doesn't mean that it's going to be all a hunky-dory everything's going to be pleasant no some some things can rage against you but you got something to hold fast to that will help you through that storm you know uh, God he wants all of us all of his children every day to be a rising tide Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, if, think about it a second. You know, when the tide comes in, all boats are lifted. You know, the, the tide lifts all boats up to a higher place. And so I think God is calling each and every one of, of his children um, to every day, you know, rise up a little bit higher on that spiritual plane of living. And as we raise up, as we become a little bit more entrenched and, you know, uh, higher uh, up on the mountain, so to speak, then the people around us, they're being lifted up, too, because they're coming in association with us. And so we have association with this person and that person. And so we're sort of walking together. And so if we're walking higher, they're walking higher. If they're walking higher, then that's pulling me upward to walk higher. Um, and it's not just the church world. Now, let's think about this. Because, you know, we said a rising tide lifts all boats. <laughs> so the saved and the unsaved. Is it is the world a little better if uh, Christians are rising up and dominating and um, you know, controlling uh, government and controlling uh, this part of society or that part of society—is it better for Christians with good moral values to be in control of, of businesses and so on, or the uh, or the ungodly, the ones that will uh, you know uh, stab you in the back and cheat you, uh, you know, any time that they can? Um, it's better for society as a whole. If Christians rise up, if Christians are infiltrating the culture, the whole culture is better. All of society is better. One of the problems that we have right now is, in in my humble opinion, is that you know the church has been a little bit too quiet. You know, we've been uh, at ease to set back and to uh, uh, sort of let things happen um, instead of. Stepping in and uh, demanding that other things happen, you know, for for the for the good of society. Um, so yeah, that he wants us to be a rising tide, and you know, we but to do that, we must um, we, we have to build our faith, <clears throat> and we have to have an attitude um, that we're going to live by the Spirit. Okay. We are, you know, we got our soulish man, you know, our our emotions, our physical side, and we can either let our our physical side, we can let our emotions and so on dominate us, or, you know, as a Christian, we got the Holy Spirit living with it within us, and the Holy Spirit is uh, talking with our spirit, is dealing with our spirit, so. We can either let our spirit man be in charge or we can let our fleshly, soulish man, our our mental side, be in charge uh, of us. Um, Emotions are good if you control them. (laughs) Emotions that aren't controlled, though, uh, can cause a lot of problems. Um, our, Our spirit man needs to be in control we need to have that attitude that we're going to live by the spirit we're going to walk in the spirit daily uh, you know we're going to listen for the voice of god uh, speaking to us and and uh, you know, dr- draw closer each and every day to that and so in this place that where god rises uh, higher and higher you know we we start really believing that god is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him you know we're not just hoping you know hope is good but it's more than just a hope that okay if i you know god's going to bless me well as we walk out this walk in faith we come to believe and we come to expect um uh, that God really is someone that rewards those that diligently seek him, but we have to diligently seek him. So we'll take a uh, brief break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Join us as we change the world. Welcome back to Truth Talk. You know, we, we're talking about um, learning what our place is and, you know, uh, letting God, you know, raise us up higher and higher so, you know, we can beca- have a greater understanding of his word. And we can really start believing his word, you know, um, know that God is, is, is operating through you, you know, at this time, <laughs> you know, you, you, were placed here. It's not a mistake that you're living in the world at this time and place. Okay. God knows what he was doing. Having you born now, you know, not back in the 1200s or something, um, God uh, know that God is operating through you for this time but also forevermore as long as you're here you know um, God is operating through you and so we have to let the Holy Spirit you know awaken us to that to those deeper things that that Christ has for us so are we ready to believe what what the scripture actually says? <laughs> um, and to hold fast to, to that which is good. Yeah, we we have to let God's word into us. And if we let it into us, it it changes us day by day. Yeah, we we become a new creature when we're when we become saved. <laughs> but listen, we that that's a continuing process. We're being changed from day to day also. Um, you know, King David knew this, uh, and and he wrote in Psalms, um, um, or, or back in Psalms one nineteen fifty, uh, he said, "Thy word has quickened me." Hmm. So David's saying, "Hey, your your word has made me alive." That's Ephesians two one, isn't it? And you, he made alive, yeah. God has made us alive. David is proclaiming that, that that God's word has quickened him, has made him alive. So are you going to get that word into you to let yourself become alive? Psalm 107.20 said, he said he he sent his word and healed me. And Psalms 119.11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. Now, when the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, <laughs> you know, that, that's, a, that's a foundation of truth for us to build on. You know, read the Bible, read God's Word, and, you know, when thus saith the Word, jump on that. That's a foundation for you to build upon. It's not something for you to ponder and just think about and and. Um, uh, well, let me pray about this. Is this really for me? No. Thus saith the Lord, it is for you. Um, and what we need to do then is to step out in faith, and and then start building on that. Second Corinthians six one says, uh, "We then, as co-workers or workers, uh, people were working together with him." Uh, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. Wait a minute. What do you mean? You can receive the grace of God in vain? <laughs> um. You know, people are being blessed all the time. Uh, people have revelations, and, and they go from one point to another point, but they never do really establish themselves in the thing that God has, has brought to them. You know, God has given you, uh, enlightened you. You know, given you vision in certain areas, but then we don't walk in that new light that God has given us. And so, if we're not walking in that light uh, of the word that God gives to us, then it's sort of in vain, isn't it? In one sense, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, uh, you know, ponder on on that thought a little bit. Are are we letting uh, God's word go in vain because we're not acting upon it? We're not actively pursuing it. We're not, you know, stepping on it. We're not walking on it. We have to examine ourselves in blessings and in times that we're being corrected. You know, usually when we mess up and, uh, you know, we— uh, you know god corrects us and stuff um we usually do take that time uh to think about what we did and and use that as a sort of a stepping stone uh to rise uh, up in that higher place that we talked about but it's not just in times that we mess up and correct you know, think about the times that god has blessed you because you did do something right um uh, you know, think think about that. Think about God's blessings, how God has blessed you, and be able to to walk in that blessing to as a stepping stone to to even greater blessings um, to to get you on that higher spiritual plane of living. Um, you know, if we don't become more, or or if we don't grow in in the grace of God. Then are we receiving that grace of God in vain? <laughs> like the Scripture said, <clears throat> something to, to you ponder on, think about. You know, that's one of those things to uh, to think, but then step out. You know, Second Timothy one five says, talk about the uh, unfraided faith that is in us when we let the uh, the precious faith. Uh, to to be foremost in our lives and everything then that grace and peace will be multiplied so that you know that unfrayed faith you know we we all have that faith within us when we push our faith to the to the front uh in our lives life then god's grace and peace is multiplied within us you know if if we don't comprehend god's uh doors of mercy and grace opening to us then are we receiving it in vain yeah we have to know we need to be able to recognize hey you know this just didn't happen (laughs) you know i just didn't get lucky here god is blessing me god opened this door for me you know think be thankful for what God is is doing for you you know have a, a mindset that we can see that God is is doing things for us and even if something bad happens you know have the mindset to see that God will use that to make something good out of it we may not be able to see what that good is immediately but if we have faith that something good will come out of it then it will. Um, you know, we have to we have to maintain that posture of thankfulness. You know, even in the little things of life, um, we want our, our our spiritual character to to be built up. Um, and so, let, let's don't forget even those small blessings that, that God has given us in Second um, Corinthians six two. Uh, it says that today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. yeah now is the accepted time. today is the day of salvation. Well you might say uh, well wait a minute, I was, I was saved you know up 10 years ago and so you know this isn't my day of salvation. Well, that's not what the Bible says. It says today, is the day of salvation. So what's it talking about here? Um, you know, there is a day that um, that you accept Christ into your life as your personal Savior, and, and, you know, you become saved. But today is the day of salvation, even if you were saved 20 years ago. Today is the day of salvation. This day of salva- salvation is, means that you're uh continually being changed you know uh, in that process of regeneration we're being regenerated uh we're becoming more christ-like daily um you know we're, we're becoming more we're learning more how to operate with the holy spirit how to hear from God and walk in that spirit. You know, it's a day-by-day process. Um, So every day is a day of salvation. And also think of it this way. Satan is is out to destroy you, isn't it? You know, what does Satan want to do? He he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So Satan is coming to steal from you. (laughs) You know, he wants to steal. He wants to kill you. He wants to completely destroy you and your family. But today is a day of salvation. <laughs> God is saving you today from all those evil things that Satan would like to do to you. Um, you know, God is with us. We can't remain stationary <laughs> if we're moving closer to God. If we're moving closer to Christ, we're not stationary. You know, this is a day of of the visitation of the Lord. God is with us. God, you know, the Holy Spirit is within us. And so this is a great day of salvation. You know, back in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them now get this part here <laughs> you know we, we don't get saved by doing good works but once we are saved we should we have good works to do okay and it's not that we are coming up with good works to do what, what the scripture said Say, (laughs) Uh, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. We've been created in Christ to do good works. Oh, and what's the last part of that? Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God's already got things planned out. God's already got some good works for you to walk in in this life. Yeah, all we need to do is just listen to the voice of God and follow him. You know, verse 14 says, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the uh, enmity that is the law of commandments, contained in ordinance, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace." Yeah, Christ broke down that wall of separation. There's no longer anything separating us from God. You know, you accept Christ as your Savior. He comes and is housed within you. He lives within you. There's no separating you from God. You know, and it goes on and talks about he's our chief cornerstone. And he's someone that, that we can reliably, uh, you know, uh, build upon. So, n- till next time, this is uh, Larry Bryant with Truth Talk.
1: Join us as we change the world.